Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am doing great. So uh, we've been talking a lot about kind of, obviously, I launched my book and it's been very exciting. I think last week we talked a lot more about the numbers, which are continuing to kind of go up and to the right, which is fun. It's been very exciting watching uh, things go and just kind of continuing to push it. But this week, I think we wanted to talk a little bit, kind of swing the pendulum back over to kind of the llama life side of things and see how things have been going on your side of things. Yeah, for sure. And I think also we'll talk a little bit about social media content and marketing, which kind of applies to both sides. But um, yeah, from, from the Llama Life side, yeah, we're in this kind of funny stage where we're doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So there doesn't seem, you know, outwardly seem like there's a lot of progress, but there is a lot going on in the background. So we're preparing for the mobile app launch. So there's a couple of things there, like just developing the apps themselves. So we're doing Android and iOS at the same time because we're using React Native, but we'll probably launch iOS first just because it's not it's just- better. Just because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm neutral, man. Like I've used yeah, Android. I'm not I, I'm, neutral. I'm very biased. Yeah, I know you're not neutral. <laughs> I, I, I'm like a big Android fan. I, I've had like so many Android phones. I just have iOS now because it's sort of easier because my team has iOS too. And like sharing stuff between my phone and my Mac is really easy on mm-hmm. iOS, but I'm pretty neutral. In, in fact, I might, might be even more slightly toward Android. But anyway, we'll probably do iOS first because... I'm guessing we're going to get like a lot of feedback from it. And also there's going to be a lot of customer support requests and managing that across two platforms and reviews, getting like testimonials reviews on two different platforms. Like it's basically doubling the work. So we're like, we're only three people, me and two others. So I'm like, we should just like do it a little bit slowly because otherwise we're going to get overwhelmed. And what we don't want is to get low ratings on the app store. So, Mm. you know, you've got to start strong and you know this with your book too. You have to start strong. Otherwise, it's very hard to recover. So we're kind of planning out some of the marketing for that. You know, how do we build up to that? We'll probably ask people close to us first to do some reviews and our audience because they're already keen for the app. And we're still on track, I think, for a November launch. So that's just a couple of months away. Nice. There's a lot to it because like we're we're essentially building it again. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people said to me, oh, why don't you just like package this up in like a wrapper? and put the web version on mobile, I'm like, I don't think it's going to be a very good experience because the web version has very tiny buttons and stuff and the tap area is too small and we need to rethink a couple of things for mobile. And anyway, so we're, we're kind of building it again, but going fairly quick, I think, but just, it's just, you know, takes a little time. Yeah. Have you considered like, even if it was done in November, have you considered like holding on for like that new year's push of like, you know, people are going to do new habits and stuff and maybe there'd be a lot, or I guess you could still do like a marketing push. Yeah. 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 I think do that way. in in a way, November's a soft launch for us. Yeah. We are conscious of the new year's push and we're going to do that, but I think it's a nice build up to it. Like we'll kind of sneak in the, the goal would be is to sneak into the app store and then get existing users to kind of give it a go, test it out, give some reviews. And then by December, we're like, yeah, let's push it. But December itself for us last year was pretty quiet. We saw a dip. It's sort of January. I think it's like first week of January, to be honest, is more of the time. The point is that we want to be ready for that period, whether it's end of December or start of Jan. But we'll, we'll go in November, build it up, and then go from there. It just feels like the progress is all behind the scenes right now. And we've been focusing 
on marketing as well. And maybe this is a good segue into our topic. The big challenge we've been having is that, you know, as a small company, there's only so many marketing channels you can do, right, that you can afford. So we're doing a lot of social media content. And the big disconnect we're having is we're putting out content and people seem to like that content, but they don't go from the content to the landing page. (laughs) So they're not coming over to the landing page, signing up and, and buying the product, which is obviously like a big problem. <laughs> right. Like that's that's kind of the whole point of doing the content yeah, yeah, is yeah. that you're getting people to find out, discover the product and then actually get the product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're really happy you like our social media content, but can you go to the website as well and sign up <laughs> and just bridge that gap? And part of the reason I think is because they're seeing us on their phone. Mm. So they're seeing us on like Instagram or TikTok or wherever, LinkedIn. We're not doing LinkedIn as much, but mostly Instagram, I guess they're in the mindset of like scrolling through stuff and then they forget Yeah, and they never come back. I think it's so interesting too how all the different platforms, even though there's they're similar in certain ways, like the way to get like getting someone that sees your content to then take some sort of action is like completely different on every platform, it feels like. So like for me, for a long time, it's been different this year with like, I think there's been some big changes to the Twitter or X algorithm. But for a long time, that's been super effective for me because I have, you know, I would post my little like meme post things and then I would just do a thread reply and say, hey, if you want more on ADHD, grab my strategy guide, you know, which is like a lead magnet to sign up for my newsletter. Or I would just say like, if you want more on ADHD, I write about it every week, sign up here. But lately, like I can't do that as much because what I've noticed is basically the second I add that thread with a link, my the views like drop off. It's like it tells the algorithm it's like, oh, stop sharing this when it just sort of like falls off a cliff. And so what I've started doing instead is like waiting until it feels like it's hit momentum mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, even if like it falls off a cliff with the algorithm, enough people will continue to repost it because people Mm -hmm. have like retweeted it that it's worth kind of putting the link. But it's such like this weird like art of like, when do I add the link? Like, when do I want people to start seeing that they should go to this site and navigate? And then like you go to like TikTok back when I like I haven't used TikTok in a while, but back when I was using it before, it was was, like impossible to get people to do anything (laughs) like they would follow you. And that was like the most you could get. They would comment and follow. But getting them to go to like a website is like, no, they just want to keep flicking through their content. Yeah, we had a similar experience on, on TikTok. We had an influencer who posted about us and we had a massive spike in traffic. So I guess they did make it to our landing page in that case, because that was through our analytics. We could see our website had a massive spike, but they didn't do anything. It was just like low quality traffic. I hate, I hate saying that because like you're talking <laughs> about people, but yeah, it was low quality traffic. Like they, they saw it. They were like, oh, interesting. Let me go check it out. But then they, they didn't do anything after that. Mm, it was kind of weird. It should have been on target. Like the person who posted about us was posting about ADHD, which makes up the ADHD audience is a large part of our, our audience. So I was like, yeah, it seems like the right audience fit. Right. But they might not have been in the right mindset at the time. And maybe that's just the nature of TikTok. Like you're doing it because you're trying to waste time or like you're – or it's making you waste time. I don't know, but you're kind of flicking through real quick, right? Trying to get something. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting that you were getting the traffic. I wonder if it's just like the mind, like they're flicking through and then maybe like, oh, sounds interesting. 
I'll like preview it real quick and then maybe think like, I don't want to go through a whole signup process or whatever right now. Like, I just want to like take a peek and see if this is interesting. And then they forget about it (laughs) and go back to flicking through. So I think TikTok's a different problem. So at the beginning, we're talking about people like not even making the leap over to your website. But this one is they did make it over, but then they, they didn't do anything. And I've heard this from a few other makers as well. Like TikTok traffic is low quality traffic. Hmm. If you can get high enough volume, so it goes super, super viral and it's still low quality, maybe you might still get enough leads coming through, but it takes more, the volume has to be bigger to get the same result, but there's more chance of going bigger because you can get viral pretty easily on TikTok. Yeah, I wonder if it has to do with the type of product as well. Because like book talk mm. is like a whole thing that people talk about, but it's kind of more in the fiction realm. So like it's not something I've really pursued much. But from what I've heard, like there's there's some, I, I don't know the name. There's, there's some author who was like, I believe she was like semi unknown. And then like book talkers, like people on TikTok talking about books, found her stuff and then really started to push it. And then now she's become like this huge, like she's in like all the top 10 lists Mm. and with multiple books. And I've heard that from like, from other places too, that like book talk is like this whole community that's been really effective at pushing books. Um, But unfortunately that's the fiction realm. So it doesn't seem like that's happened as much as a nonfiction. So I haven't looked into it too much. What are they talking about? What's the topic? Is it like, are they talking about theories about a book or they're just discussing the book? I think it's more stuff like you guys have got to check out this book and then talking about like what sort of things connect about that book. And part of it too is like the type of audience for those sort of like fiction books, like, I don't know, like a fantasy book or a romance or like kind of whatever your genre is, is those people read like hundreds of books a year. Like they're just like Mm. always looking for the next good book. And so it's a lot easier, I think, for those sort of things to go to take off. There's also uh, Kindle Unlimited, and so that could be part of it too. Oh, yeah. Is that a lot of people, try. a lot of those type of people that read tons of fiction books, mm-hmm. they just have sort of Kindle Unlimited where they can get all sorts of books, yeah. and that that might be part of it as well. Because I know you get like a percentage of pages read through your Kindle Unlimited. Anyway, that's like it's like a whole thing. We weren't even going to talk about TikTok, but now it's like <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's such a weird to, place over there. Let's yeah. go back to. Um, Instagram, because I think that's, yeah, where, that's where we both have mm-hmm. the most experience. And so so one thing we're trying on Instagram at the moment, and this is a, an experiment that just started, so I don't have like the actual results yet. And maybe next week we can talk about the results. But so one thing we're trying is like when we post something on Instagram, we're actually asking people to type remind me or RM in the comments if they want to be reminded about this post the thing about Lama Life is we know that people get really passionate about it when they see it. And mm. we know that like, it's definitely the case because they're, e- they're actually emailing us and saying, Hey, Oh my God, like you've just made this product. That's exactly like what I need. Or, you know, I've been waiting like a long time for a product like this, but there's a lot of passion and then they just forget. And so that's those people that email us, they've probably signed up, but then they forget. But there's another group of people who see us on social and they write in the comments stuff like, oh my God, this looks so good. <laughs> right. They haven't tried it yet. They'll just write, this looks really good. And then they forget. So we're actually saying, hey, if you, if you are interested in this product, you can say, remind me, and then we'll remind you. Like, we're not just going to go in and remind everyone who just liked right, the post, yeah. but they have to say, hey, 
can you remind me? And then we will maybe wait a few days and then we'll go in and DM them and say, hey, you said you wanted to be reminded. This is your reminder to check it out. Maybe we'll do a discount code with that. I don't know. But um, the point is we're really trying to solve the problem. Like we've figured out the root of the problem for us is that people forget. This is really interesting because I I've recently, I, I, I can't remember, did I tell you about because I've just started using ManyChat, which does that sort of thing where you can tell mm. people to leave a word and then it'll kind of like auto yeah. respond to them. Or you've been yeah. just using it to collect. You, collect so you told, you told me about it and we have set it up. So what, the, what it is, so ManyChat is just, like you said, it's a service where you connect your social media account and then when you post some content, it will listen for keywords. So if someone types in remind me or you can define whatever you want, mm-hmm. it all, and then you can define a delay and you can say, if that person messaged this word, wait for this delay and then, and then message them back. It sounds perfect for what I just said, except for one thing, which is obviously you can only connect your own social media account. You can't do this on someone else's account. And the example I just mentioned was, you know, someone else posted about us. Oh, yeah, so you can. So we have connected ManyChat on Llama Life's Instagram account, and we're going to see how that works. So we're going to try the Remind Me thing as well on our own account, and ManyChat will automate that. But on somebody else's account, so if you post about Llama Life, I can't, like, automate responses on your account. <laughs> you know, obviously, that would be right. really bad. The marketing part of my brain is like, what are you talking about? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to just, like, anyone that comments on uh, James Clear or any other, like, big person, like, you know, big author like that and says ADHD, like, auto-send them a link. Like, the marketing yeah, part of me is like, them. yes, give it to me. Give me yeah, give, give me that me. spam connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so uh, sorry, I should probably be clearer. So, so when I say someone else posted, about us it was a a paid partnership so we have right so we've been able to tell this person so say we were working with you we'd be like hey can you do a a reel or a story on llama life and we would let you have creativity around what you do but we do say at the end the call to action can you mention if you want to be reminded just type rm in the comments we would tell you can you add that into your story or reel Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the reason we've got that in there. But we have to manually go in after that. Couldn't you, could you have those people like make you a collaborator? Would it work that way? You can definitely have them say you're a collaborator. And then what that allows you to do is see the analytics on that post. But it, I don't think it'll let me connect ManyChat to their account because that's to their account. I could be way wrong. But when you add somebody as a collaborator and then they accept it's as if both of you posted it individually and then it's just connected. Oh. That's because it actually will show up like on your wall as if it was your own. Like if you had, if, you know, if an influencer did a video, added Llama Life as a collaborator, then in Llama Life, you would have to like approve that you've been added as a collaborator and then it'll show up like in your wall as if you had posted it. So well, I do, mm. I mean, there might be some weird API thing that won't let you, but my guess would be that it would work with ManyChat, but I, I haven't tested that at all. So okay, I have no so, idea. so there's a chance technically this could work, but from a creator point of view, so if I asked you, hey, can I connect to your account? Well, would so you be okay the, with it? Like, Yeah, that's be, what I've done yeah? before. Like, because I just did that this past week with ShimmerCare that does like micro ADHD mm-hmm. coaching. And mm-hmm. that's what we like. It's not a paid partnership. We're just like kind of collaborating on doing a thing. But that's what they, you know, I know Chris from there and she talked to me and was like, hey, do you want to do, I'll, we'll do like a shared post and I'll add you as a collaborator. And I was like, yeah. 
And then like after that, a few days later, then I posted another thing and then added them as a collaborator because it's not actually giving, I mean, the only thing it's giving them really, I guess, is analytics on a post that you did. So it could technically, you know, give them some numbers on what your engagement rates are are like or whatever like that. But it's not like it gives them any additional access outside of just that single post. So I think it's a a fairly common practice with the caveat of like, I haven't done the paid partnership stuff. And so maybe that's different. But as far as like doing regular collaborator, like I've done that plenty of times. And because I do that all the time also with like, well, I guess that's different. With ADHD nerds, when I would post, I would like collaborate with myself so that it would be both (laughs) audiences. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the paid partnership should be different because you're still just saying, hey, you're doing a combined post. Yeah. So it's possible that it doesn't work with many chat for some API mm. reason. I don't know. But that, I would definitely explore that for sure. I think it's like just one extra step for the the content creator as well. Mm-hmm. They just tag you right on that final screen. Oh, okay. I just did it this morning. So it's like fresh. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll look into it. But yeah. yeah, either way, whether it's manual or it's automated, we're, we're trying to bridge the gap between someone seeing a social mm-hmm. media post and then actually remembering it and going to the website. So we've been brainstorming, like, what's the root of this problem? And we're like, yes, yeah. we can see people aren't making it over, but why? And we kept going, why, why, why? We're guessing that it's the forgetfulness part. So we're really honing in and trying to solve, like, how do you make someone remember? And this doesn't matter, like, if it's a SaaS product or a book. It's like, right. if that is your problem, what you're trying to solve is how do you make someone remember? And what are all the different ways you can make someone remember? without being, you know, spammy. So we're asking people to opt in. You say you want a reminder. We're not going to remind you if you don't if you don't say you want one. We can't right. do that. We don't want to just we're not going to just send stuff. It's like opting into a newsletter, I guess, but you just post a comment to opt in. So what's interesting cuz I've kind of been going on this same journey where for me, it's probably been about a year now where like my Instagram account and my Twitter account have basically been like about the same amount of followers. So it's been like this really nice comparison for me because I can kind of see what's working in which place. And for the longest time, I was like, my my Instagram account is doing well. And it, it was like growing the same rate as like Twitter, basically. But Twitter's where all the traffic is coming from. When I'm trying to get people to sign up for the newsletter, it's all coming from Twitter, hardly anything from Instagram. And I've tried all these different things with Instagram where, you know, it's obvious it's my link in bio. And I would like add like a second panel. So I did like all my posts were like a carousel where the second panel was like, click the link in my bio. And I would do in the like caption. I was like trying all this stuff, and nothing ever really seemed to work. And then I can't even remember what sparked it, but I saw, oh, I heard it on a podcast. I don't remember which one. On a podcast, someone had mentioned that they use ManyChat. And they said, this is the only thing that we've found works for Instagram. And so I tried it. So I I put a post and then I said, if you want to get my, you know, I have like an, the lead magnet of my strategy guide to get people to sign up for the newsletter. And so I said, if you want to get my ADHD strategy guide, leave a comment strategy. And mm-hmm. then immediately it was like, oh, this is working. Like people are actually responding to that. And so I've been doing that for the book. I started like every post I do now, uh, and I'll probably start to mix it up. But right now I'm like, everything is about the book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But so eventually that'll probably like, I'll probably cycle between like the book or the newsletter or the strategy guide or whatever. But right now it's all about the book. And it's just like, hey, my book just came out. If you want to get it, comment with book, and then I'll send you a link. And the cool thing about it is, like, one, people do it because it's really easy action. Like, oh, yeah, just yeah. type in book, done. 
And then rather than like go to my profile and then click on the link and it's like, follow me and do this and do that. Too many steps. (laughs) Too many steps. So comment book, people, uh, people are all about that. And it also is helpful because you're getting that engagement. Yeah, it's like, oh, people post. are commenting. And then the yeah. algorithm loves when people comment on your post. And yeah, so yeah. it's more likely to grow that way. So I <laughs> I actually, I should send you uh, this screenshot. But I, I noticed the other day I got a, in my notifications, I had a comment. It was just somebody saying, what does book mean? Like question mark. I was like, what is, what are they talking about? And then I went and looked, I'm like, oh, because there's like 50 (laughs) comments that say book. And someone's like, what is this weird cult that everyone's like, they didn't read the caption or something. And it's just like a million people saying book, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, that's been the one thing. This is like the first time I feel like, oh, I, I unlocked something here and it seems to be working really well. Because people can... People can bookmark stuff on Instagram, right? Yeah, they can. And they can bookmark stuff on Twitter. So when you when they type book, you follow up with an email. It's not not an email. I follow up as a direct message, yeah, a DM within Instagram. And it's just like automatic. Yeah, I'm kind of hopeful for this. I just, um, yeah, people can't see this, but I just sent you like a screenshot of our Instagram or someone else's Instagram at the moment where we said, can you ask people to say, remind me? And yeah, people just typing, remind me in the comments. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it works. Yeah, it works. Like, I mean, for now, maybe by the time this episode comes out, it'll be <laughs> over. Who knows? This stuff is so yeah, yeah. like temporary, but here I'm sending you the, the book one, which I thought was pretty yeah. funny. Anyway. I don't know. I guess it's such a big thing for us because otherwise we're just creating the content and spending all the time creating the content. And then, it's not working for us. Like it doesn't do anything for us. So yeah, we're not large enough that we can just keep churning out the content and placing like, you know, big advertising buys and just hope that you get a percentage of that. We really need to maximize the, the percent that convert. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to really get the most out of it because we just don't have the time or the people to keep churning this content out if it's not, not really working. So I think the important thing too, to point out here is kind of like what you said, like, like we're trying to help people out. Like I was joking about wanting to spam people earlier. That's not really it. I want to help people out when I think what I have to offer, like my book or my newsletter will help people out. And you have a great product that is helping people out. And so it's like, they want to try it and then they just forget. And so like, this is a great way that's like making that connection of like, they want to try the thing and I want them to try the thing. And this is allowing kind of that connection to happen, which is optimal like that's what you want you want people and this is what i've gotten too. like when people comment the book and then it like auto sends them a link i'll see in my dms like all these people responding and saying thank you Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like oh i didn't spam them like they're like think this is the the thing that they wanted it's it's like making that helpful connection exactly yeah so i think this is a very important point it's and it's why i was it's why earlier i was talking about you know what is the problem we're trying to solve and we're trying to solve the forgetfulness problem yeah but we have a product that we know people love. So if you don't have that, forget about the forgetfulness problem. The product has to be good to begin with, right? And we know that there is this, like, I want to try this. I am really hopeful about it. This looks awesome. Like we know that already because we've seen so much evidence of that from emails, comments, whatever. Like we've just had the evidence there. It's just that they're dropping off at a particular point. So that's why we're trying so hard to solve this. But if your product doesn't have all that already, you got to go solve that first. Solve the product thing first. Otherwise, you're yeah, you're solving the wrong problem. And you've got the same. You have people who want your stuff, mm-hmm. but they just forget or right. are just not making it over to 
the thing that they said they were going to do or the thing that they want to do, they just didn't do it. That's what we're trying to fix. I think there's like permission marketing or something like that. Like we want to help them out when they ask for the help. So we're kind of mm-hmm. wanting to provide that opportunity, which I think the distinction I'm really trying to make is like, there's other people that will use some tool on Twitter and just like DM everybody and like, oh, yeah. well, if I DM like, you know, 3000 people, like five to 10 of them might buy. It's like, okay, maybe, but now the other like, you know, 2,990 people have this negative association with you. It's like, there's the the idea that like, oh, the worst they can do is not click on the link. It's like, no, <laughs> the worst they can do is now have this negative association with you and your product. And yeah. like, that is a cost of like, like this, the spamming thing is definitely not what you want to be doing. You want to like maintain that healthy, positive kind of association with uh, whatever your product is and kind for sure, of for sure yeah 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 we we, we are com- i'm completely yeah everything you just said 100 percent. like we are so conscious of that like we don't ever want to be in that bucket we we always want to be coming at it from a hey you asked for help we will we're, we're here to help like we're trying to make it yeah. as easy for you as possible to try out this product because we truly believe that it, it, it could be helpful and we've heard from other people that it's helpful so we're trying to get it in front of you because of that. And and so far I think that's the tone where we're we've been able to strike. Like a lot of people email us saying they love the vibe of the whole thing and yeah, yeah. our comms and our customer service. Every people are saying they really like the vibe of that and how we're trying to help. So Nice. We just gotta take it from, you know, what people are saying and um hopefully this can help. The other thing, I know we're kind of running out of time, but one other one other thing we're trying is um QR codes, because I actually think QR codes are, are kind of underrated. Like in Asia, they're huge. And I think they've been making their way over to, I don't know, more Western countries because of COVID and like restaurants and ordering and all that stuff, right? I was going to say the COVID restaurants, like that yeah, QR code yeah. suddenly showed up everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Because, okay, so a QR code is really just about bridging like the physical world with the online world, right? How do you get someone looking at something physical onto something online. So that's a restaurant example when you're scanning a code to order from a menu. But with us, like it's actually online to online. So we're going, hey, we want to get you from Instagram to our landing page. So it's not physical to online, it's online to online. But we're like, well, how do we make people remember? So we're actually showing a QR code at the end of our Instagram posts. And we're saying, hey, just screenshot this so you can remember later. So it's a different take on the forgetfulness problem. But we're saying, hey, take a screenshot. And later on, like in your phone, if you see the screenshot, you, you just press the QR code, it will take you to Llama Life. Right. So I don't know if that will work, but we're just trying to attack this problem from two sides. Like one is type remind me, the other is take a screenshot. And we're not using both those mechanisms in the same post. It's one or the other. Right. We don't need to complicate it for people. There's only one <laughs> call to action. It's either take a screenshot or if it's in another post, it'd be, hey, just type remind me. And we're going to see which of those two methods can help the most. And yeah, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely curious to hear if that QR code uh, works out. Yeah. So, you can nice. make QR codes look really good. Like we tried to design stuff around ours. You know, it doesn't have mm. to be a boring black and white square Like we actually decorated ours a bit because it's quite forgiving. Obviously keep testing it that it works, but it's quite forgiving. If you paste stuff on top of it and change colors and stuff, like it still works. But if you cover up like the key parts, it's not going to. So we kept 
adding stuff to it going, is this still going to work? Is this still going to work? And then at one point it didn't. So I started taking stuff away and I got to a point where I'm happy with how I decorated it, but it still works. Nice. Cool. And, And you can put like a little UTM link on the end that says like maybe... QR or something, so you know it's coming from the QR right. code. Yeah, I was going to ask analytics. that. So you can yeah, track yeah, yeah. It. We're definitely going to monitor it because it could be coming from any, anywhere otherwise. So we've got that little reference on the end. Very nice. Cool. Well, that's probably a good spot to wrap it up. I did want to mention we, I, I have like a whole bunch of stuff going on in October, like trips and like things like that, and so we might. We probably will be taking at, at least one or two weeks off. We don't. We haven't figured out our exact schedule, but I just wanted to mention it. We're still good to go, but we'll probably take some time off, or maybe you'll find a guest or something <laughs> like that. We'll see. He wants to come <laughs> and talk with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're we're still here. We just might miss a couple of weeks. So yeah, I won't be here next week. We'll we'll see if you decide to last second <laughs> throw together a guest. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks then and yeah, have a good work trip and stuff and we'll chat then. Awesome. Sounds good. See ya.